This episode is sponsored by Better Help. What is the first thing that you would do if you had an extra hour in your life? Oh, the first thing I just thought was, oh, I'm going to need more than an hour to fit that stuff in. But uh, the fact is a lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. I know that is for me. That's a big thing, uh, especially you get older. <laughs> um, and the question, you know, time for what? What would you do? Would it actually make you feel better? What is it that you feel you're missing in order, you know, that that would make it better? Um, and and one of the ways to sort of help figure out that out is is therapy. It can help you find out what matters most to you so you can do more of it or focus on what it is that you're spending your time on that that maybe isn't giving you that that sort of fulfilling experience. Um, and it's interesting because a lot of times people talk about therapy or they talk about mental health or it's about uh, trauma or it is about, you know, like like a, a great amount of pain or anything. And those things are all very valid and everything. But also, you know, in some ways there's stumbling blocks. Uh, there is sort of a, a, something indefinable that you're having a hard time getting to that maybe is stopping you from feeling as confident as you can, as good as you can. And, you know, therapy uh, is, is one way to go after that. If you are thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, is designed to, be, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire, you'll get matched with a licensed therapist. You may switch therapists at any time you like for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 283, brought to you by Fandango, graphically and iFanboy listeners exactly like you in the chat room. Did you say iFanboy? iFanboy. iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast, episode 283. I am Josh Flanagan, and I'm here with... You misspelled my name. <laughs> Did you forget? <laughs> I know. It's more phonetic. I wanted to say it phonetically. Yeah. Flanagan. So, uh, and I'm here with Ron Richards. That's me. And Connor Kilpatrick. Hi, Josh. Hi. Uh, I always spell your name with one N, is all I'm saying. <laughs> iFanboy.com is our website. It is about comic books. We like them. That's why we started it. That's why we do it. We read them every week. We read a bunch of them, and then one of us has the job of picking out the very best one that we do, and that's called the Pick of the Week. They write a review about it up on the website, and then we talk about it here on the podcast that you can listen along with. We'll talk about other books from the week and uh, some stuff. We throw some stuff in there. Not a lot of books for the week, though. No, not a lot. It was a light week. Yeah. Uh, before we get to the show, just so you know, if you are listening, uh, there could be spoilers. We're going to talk about what happens in those books, so be warned. There's your, your warning right now. Uh, we are doing all. We're doing a live stream right yeah, now. Yeah, so too. this is a little different show. We're together. We're here in New York. We're actually, at my sisters, and we decided why not live stream the show. So we're why not? so we're doing it live on UStream for the random. 20 people who showed up on Ustream. It was a surprise. Yeah, it's a surprise. Yeah, unplanned, it. but we're just having fun. Um, so we're going to pay attention to the Twitter. There might we're going to pay attention to the Yeah, exactly. So you've got twitter.com slash iFanboy. Might be some interruptions here or there. My niece is in the other room. She's so not in the other room anymore. We're, uh, she's right here. She's back there. That's her laughing. Um, so and my sister might come home, but yeah, but we'll, we'll power we'll through. We'll roll with it. We're yeah. pros and we'll roll with the punches. Exactly. So That's true. We apologize in advance. Connor, why don't you kick us off? You had the pick this week. I had the pick this week. I had a very short stack. I had seven books and like pancakes. I had like twice as many as you. And yeah, that's I had weird. I had seven books too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> 
Weird. So it's bizarro world. My pick ended up being Moon Knight number one, and I uh, I hate the qualifier, but th- this this was the first time I've ever made a pick where I didn't give a book five stars. Really? Wow, the first, the first time, time first ever, ever, really? Yeah. Wow. I definitely have done that. I've never done it before. Moon Knight is a solid four-star book, but it was also the best book I'd read this week. So it just right. so happened this week, the best book was a four-star book. Diminishing Returns. Yeah. Moon Knight is the... Actually, if you go back, I picked Vengeance of the Moon Knight number one. This you did, you did. pick of the week. So Pena. I just wait for the new Moon Knights to and come out, and then I make that the pick. You're like, you're like the Moon Knight uh, jump on board guy. I do, I jump on board. How I long do you last? Four issues, yeah, and that I'm was out. Charlie Houston, I tried the Charlie Houston one, and I yeah. tried the... Because I waited until Pena left that one, and then I, I was gone from that one. And then I, this one is Bendis and Malief. And yep. they did the classic Daredevil run. Hello. Everyone loves Halo. Halo? They Halo? did the Halo book they did. Oh, I forgot about that Halo yeah, book. Did exactly. that ever finish? I don't I don't know if it did or uh, maybe. not. Maybe. Yeah. That, and there, there's the rub. Yeah, there's the rub, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I did the, they did that book, they did Scarlet, and they did Spider-Woman. So they're, they like working together. And I haven't loved the Scarlet art. In fact, that's the reason why I dropped the book. Yeah. Um, I didn't love the Spider-Woman art. But from preview pages, it looked like Moon Knight was closer to the Daredevil style, which was more drawing, less photoshoppy, photo referencing stuff. Right. And the plot of this issue is very, very simple. Moon Knight is now in Los Angeles. He's a TV producer. He's turned his life into a television show, like a, a, like a Zena-esque show. The Legend of Kanchu. Yes, and we open on that. He's you know, with the show, and he's celebrating it. He's a producer now. And then the Avengers show up and say, hey, you're in L.A. No one else is in L.A., and all the criminals are starting to go to L.A. because all the superheroes are in New York. They finally got their... A very simple concept. I mean, the whole idea, like, hey, they took from 1963 to now for the criminals to realize, hey, all the all the superheroes are here. Yeah, maybe we should go there. They say, Moon Knight, you protect L.A. because we can't do it. Right. Because we don't. We like New York. And who should I go after? We don't know. That's your job. (laughs) And and Cap Steve is back in the Cap uh, Captain America uniform here. The first issue that Captain America appears in, and he says, hey, you're an Avenger now, so this is what you got to do. And and don't worry, you'll never be alone. We'll always be with you because you're an Avenger and we take care of our own. Right. So he, he goes off and he busts up. Mr. Hyde's sale at the docks, his illegal sale, which turns out to be an Ultron suit. It's always at the docks. Well, the docks are a good place for illegal sales, first of all. Yes. But second of all, this is the second time we've had an Ultron suit show, but had it in yeah. Avengers. Was it yeah. last week? Yeah, last week. I think Bendis is definitely seeding that, that Ultron. Ultron story throughout. And, and Mr. Hyde is also in prison right now. Well, that's, I was going to get to that. We're getting through we'll the... We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, this is just the yeah. plot summary. And then, so then he busts up the, he busts up the sale. He gets back. He's got a nice slap on the back from the Avengers. What a good job. And I and I didn't see this coming. I admit it. I read these books late at night. I, maybe I was just stupid. But turn the last page, and there are no Avengers. They're all in his head. He's crazy. Because Moon Knight is crazy. We know that. Which but. is we know Moon Knight is crazy, and it was great because like the way he did it was it was totally plausible that he would meet with Cat with Cat yeah, and Wolverine. Was totally like they listen, this is what's going on. And then that last scene, you know, I, I started getting a little suspicious because it, it was him. It was him talking yeah. and doing a lot of explaining, and then having the, and they were all kind of standing around. And when I turned that page and saw the, the visual effect of. The room filled with Wolverine, Spider-Man, Captain America, and then the full page of it empty. I was like, "Oh, he's nuts!" And plus, it was like it was a it was a medium tight shot on on him in the on the talkie pages, and then we pull back to a wide shot to see that they're definitely not in the room. They're definitely not hiding behind something. Yeah, they're totally. I thought nothing. they ditched him. I was like, well, I, I I lost it. I read your reviews. Like, oh, that makes more sense. So you didn't, didn't you didn't pick up on it. I just I don't read Moon Knight, so I don't. I'm not yeah. thinking that he's nuts. Like oh, it just yeah. wasn't a thing. That's yeah. the whole Moon Knight gag. It's, I know. He's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I have to know that though. Right. So, well, yeah, yeah but if I you're think, new to it, you'd be like, "What the fuck happened?" Well, there? I think this those guys are jerks. They just left him like Batman. <laughs> so I've seen him Batman so much, I just figured they were like, "All right, we're done." For the, literally the reason why I picked the book, well, because I enjoyed it, it was solid. I liked the art better than I've liked him believe in a while. But for me, the, it was well, because he's drawing. Yes, man, but yeah. it's the only thing I read, and it was not perfect. It was definitely some panels that were off. 
But when I finished the, the last page, I wanted to get to the next issue. Yeah. Oh, the most of all the things I read, and that's why it was the pick of the week. I mean, this is a great start. I mean, this is I mean, this is Bendis going street level again with a single yep. character. So this is the closest to like Daredevil that we've seen in a while. Mm-hmm. While I like Scarlet, the photo and Malieve and on Spider Woman and on Scarlet with the photo referencing and stuff got to be a little much with this. And he said he was going back to his Daredevil style. Yep. Not totally there. No, he's but, not totally there. Well, again, some of the there's a couple of great sequels. I was gonna say some, page. yeah, some of the I was gonna say some of the full page spreads. Every scene with with Moon Knight in it in costume was awesome. I thought the action sequence with the boat was really cool. Yeah. How he lost the hood, he lost his cape. You know, yeah. like that was kind of neat. The whole thing was great. But uh, but like Josh uh, mentioned earlier, uh, Mister Hyde is in prison in, on the raft. So he's imagining all of this. None of this is. He's this just, is going to be inside of a snow he's globe. Just at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is for this book is further proof of the of the Marvel Universe's thirty six hour day. Yes, yeah. I was like, oh come on, it's yeah. very it is a lot of time consuming work to be a showrunner. <laughs> it really is <laughs> on a cable show. Yes, even on even on Xena, even on a stupid internet show about comic books. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time to be a superhero. So did you enjoy this, Josh? You read it, right? Yeah, you must have. This is your copy. I, I think I gave it like like three stars, but in a, like in a good like it was fine. I yeah, didn't, I didn't love it. I think this is a great it, page. It was a nice because I, I like, there's some the, great pages in here. Yeah. One of the ways that he's able to do Scarlet and this book is that this book is uh, he's not coloring the whole, he's not producing the whole thing like he did Matthew Wilson's coloring, which is interesting good. because yeah, Matt Wilson is a great colorist mm-hmm. um, and fantastic. But I've seeing him work with some, like he he's never worked with somebody with a style like Malieve mm-hmm. before, so it's interesting it's to see him. Totally yeah, different style. totally different. Work, but yeah. it was cool yeah. that he's got that sort of range. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that. I, I didn't really know what was going on through the whole thing. There's 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 room for fun with this. Uh, Who was I talking to? That was it you that I was talking to? Or the opening scene? So the comic starts out with a scene from the show. Yeah. And it's bad. I, it yeah. wasn't me. I know who it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and I was talking to someone, and they're like, yeah, I read that. And I was like, oh, God, is this what it's going to be like? <laughs> and then you realize that they're watching a clip from the show. Like, yeah. that was a clever intro. It was really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. yeah. So. And it's different. It's, you know, first of all, you don't get a lot of Los Angeles action comics. Yeah. You know, it's mostly New York centric. And yep. it allows for a different environment. Yeah. Perhaps a different kind of story could be told. Who knows? I just, I, and I love. Ten issues. And I, and I love how. Well, no, I don't know. Well, well I was going to say with, be, with Bennis Believe, but Spider Woman didn't last ten issues. Yeah. I, I just love how Bennis is just ignore the runaways. He's like ignoring everything that's. Yeah. Got, like he just doesn't. You know, like I like that he just doesn't care. Yeah. Um, it's somewhat good. I mean, I don't know. Moon Knight is the character that should work. And for some reason, he's I stuck in the trying. D-list. Yeah. You, you keep trying. It yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't now, the big the big release this week that I thought had a good chance before I read my books to be picked because Fear Itself, number two. The problem is... There, Starting off with the problem. There's no story. Nothing happens. It's Nothing a, happens. It's a setup. I actually enjoyed this We're, we're, t- we're too far in to be setting up still. I thought this is the first time I was fine with the pace of the first issue. Obviously, I yeah. wrote a glowing review of it. I thought the pace of this issue was... S- more spread thin than I would have liked yeah. in this. You know, I was I was really excited. Like this is where all the, okay, we're gonna see start people people getting the hammers and stuff's gonna happen. And it was just kind nothing of happened. nothing happened. Yeah. In fact, you know what happened? This people picture, got hammers. This yeah, picture sure. on the cover happened. This yeah, is that's it. about it. This yeah. is literally what happened in the yeah. whole book. You look at the cover. Well, not even not even the thing on the right. That's Greg Argyle, and he didn't. Yeah, he, but like that happened, that happened off screen. Yeah, I did like the last page where it says what's happening in the other books. I thought that was from a you know from a involvement in the event. Yeah, yeah but unless unless you've got to read those books for the well, story. Well, that's the thing. The, the big moment was the Blitzkrieg and the Capitol getting blown up. And it was like, it was... And it was like, it was a blink. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's my biggest problem. Is Nothing's that happening, happening Is that happening in another book? No, this is happening... I, I don't know. It's happening here. Yeah, I, I mean, that was on the... It was, it's been on the, the promo for this issue. 
Yeah, you know, the capital, the capital blowing up, and it happened in this great two page spread again. Imminent killing it. Yeah, Imminent's fantastic. But, but there, there's still no stakes. I don't know. I still don't know what this, what what I'm supposed to be worried about or what I'm supposed to be rooting for. It's, right. It's it's bunch it, of people get hammers. Bunch of people got hammers, but that that was on the cover. And, and the thing was, and the thing was also like I know it's a teaser campaign and everything, but you didn't get anybody really fighting for the hammer. Like no, Juggernaut just, just grabbed it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they get they get they get changed, and that's about it. And it, yeah, was, oh. literally the Avengers watched some monitors. Yeah, sure. No, they were like, this yeah. whole issue was just hammers dropping in the sky and people picking them up. Yeah, and I, I was just, I was stunned. I wanted to really enjoy this, but I'm not enjoying the pace of it at all. Yeah, it just felt felt really slow. Yeah, I didn't mind it. Yeah, oddly enough. Yeah, I, I don't know. I was, I was like, I'm spending a little time with these people. No, oh, they got a hammer. Spend a little time with these people. They got a hammer. Oh wow, look That's at that. Nice, the Hulks are off camping. That's good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, to see yeah. the. Yeah, I like how Betty's stick. You know, Betty and Bruce now can be together and be Hulk. Like that was them. a nice scene, yeah. but like yeah. it just it, it was. I like to, I like it. the little reveals of sort of how the hammer works. Like, are you in there? Like, it's a little of both. They're right. Both in there, and uh, so that was. I don't know. Like it, it. Like I like. I like Juggernaut. He's a character I've, we've spent some time with recently, and so you know, I was like, well, what's he gonna but, do? But it was just so like so. It almost like there's too much going on because like the the uh, the Atlantean hammer. We didn't even all we see him was just breaking the pipeline. Yeah. Like that was like yeah. They were like, you know, well, we didn't show that. Yeah. So the other, but I mean, it would have just been more. It, yeah. It's a GI Joe episode. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It really, really is. And yeah. that's all action too. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was just disappointed. Now, the um, one book I really enjoyed that could have been the pick of the week was Irredeemable Twenty Five. Which delved into Plutonian's not just origins, but how he works. Yeah, which I found very interesting. Which was also fantastic in yeah. terms of a modern superhero powers explanation of it. That's sort yeah, of so thing. Yeah, so in this issue, Plutonian's trying to break out of the prison. He's got a little helper, and <laughs> he's been fighting through the like the Princess Bride esque challenges to get out. Yeah. And we learn about how his powers actually work from uh, Modius and yep. the other guy whose name I forget. I, I'm so I'm sure you remembered that name. I don't know anyone's Cubit. name. Cubit. Cubit Modius. Yep. Um, I love Cubit. Cubit. So my they favorite. explain that his powers. He's not actually Superman. He's not strong. He can't fly. He can't, doesn't have heat vision. He actually just controls the molecules. Does it sound scientific scrutiny? I don't know if it's if it's scientifically sound, but but it sound it sounded scientific. It sounded sound. good. Yeah, Mark, Mark Wade did some research on this one. So yeah. Mark Wade, this is this is Mark Wade at his finest, like yep. really thinking about superheroes and explaining them. Yeah, and, yep. and and there's that ongoing. They just keep adding to a mystery about about Plutonian and how it works. What I what I loved was, what I loved was, was the relationship between Modius and Cubit yes. and how Modius is explaining this and how Cubit's like how did I not figure this out and Modius is like well you did I, keep I just I keep removing from your brain and and Cubit's like I'm gonna remember it this time he's like yeah that's what you said last time <laughs> yeah. like you still get this idea that like well why is Modi like why why does he keep doing that why do they keep going into this little dimension to have this conversation like yeah. is, is Modius getting more information every time he talks to him or, but I also the other like the other story which is about the guy who, who usurped Plutonian yep. and now protects the world and now he's going a little crazy because the ultimate power corrupts Ultimate. Ultimately, absolutely. Exactly. absolutely. I, Irre- irredeemably. I it irredeemably. You, so, so that's yeah. the ultimate version yes. of that? Now, um, what's going on with the irredeemable and the do- like in, in the toga? Well, that's the interesting question. He seems to be a shapeshifter who is pulling out a memory, or is either we'll find out, I yeah. guess. But yeah. I the like astronaut. the duality of the, of the issue. Yeah, no, it was a great issue. It was a great 25th issue. That was the right thing that happened in the 25th issue. Mm-hmm. And I love, uh, what's his name, the dude in the blue? What's his name too? Well, he's the protector that's going yeah. a little nutty. We, we don't know yeah. the He's told off there. We've literally full survivor. Of survivor. We're full of superhero. Names. He's Jeff Probst. No yeah, I can't. I can't stick to these any of them. So uh, X Men Prelude to Schism started issue number one. Schism. Um, schism is a great word to say. Schism is a great word to say, and it's and it's actually great because it's like kind of snicked. Yeah. You know, what I mean, Wolverine plays a big role in it, and that sort of thing. Is that 
Paul Jenkins? You just, you're all about talking about things before we can get to it. I, I got excited that we were going to, because we haven't seen Paul Jenkins since well, I was say, oh, the issue. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, so, uh, you know, I was excited to pick this up because Schism is the big event that uh, Jason Aaron's going to be writing, and they're doing a four-issue kind of lead-up to it, and picked up this first issue and saw Paul Jenkins wrote it. So I don't know if this is his first work since Fall and Son. Before you bought it or after? After. Would you have still bought it? Yeah, I have to. Um... <laughs> Now, the art was by Roberto Della Torre, who did a lot of the Shadowlands stuff. It's good. Really, really good art. Really yeah. good uh, Mitch Breitweiser-y kind Ooh, of art. Yeah, stuff, really, yeah. yeah, really nice. Uh, Jenkins, it, this wasn't Fallen Sun. It wasn't awful. Yeah. It wasn't awful. What is the um, story of this? I don't know. That's the only problem. <laughs> it might be a little awful, then. I mean, basically, basically what they're doing is they're setting this situation up where, again, like with Age of X, where we don't know what's happening. Right. It starts off and Cyclops is just looking out the window and everybody's standing around waiting for Cyclops to come tell them what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And you get the sense and you've got, you've, got, you've got Kitty, Colossus, Namor, Magneto, Wolverine, Angel, Dr. Nemesis, Rogue, Emma, like the kind of the key, like the, the management team, so to speak, of the sure. X-Men. And basically from their conversation, it's a, are we going to stay and fight or are we evacuating? So there's a threat coming, but we don't know what that threat is. Is it the break world threat? No, it's not. It does, as far and and, and the so thing, it's further along. The thing is, it's further along because Kitty's not in the fishbowl, by the way, too, Ooh. which kind of spoils what's going on in Uncanny. Like yeah. I, I knew that Kitty was yeah. gonna, they're going to get her out, but yeah, but still, but she's talking and she's not in her in this fishbowl. But um, so basically, they're waiting for Cyclops to tell them what they're going to do, and then Pr- Professor Xavier comes over because Cyclops wanted to see him, and we get a nice we get a nice little flashback of Cyclops when he was younger and some reminiscing about when the team first started. The art's and really good. The art's really good, and a lot about. Xavier's training of Scott as a leader, mm-hmm. and what you know, what the right thing to do, and you know when you when you know when to fight, when you know not to, and right. all that sort of stuff. Great stuff, great. And they're in the X Men first class costumes, which I thought was interesting, interesting, which is super interesting. Xavier's uh, walking now. Yes, he's walking. He has been for a while. Right. When does he grow his hair to start looking like? Uh, what's, his uh, what's his name? James McAvoy. Yeah. But and then we get some Xavier reminiscing about him losing his legs and what he's had to deal with. And you know, there's a lot of. At one point, Delatore drew Cyclops to look like Marsden, which I was like, oh, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. See. Oh wow. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. yeah. That's um, really bad. But it was a nice little kind of you know you know what the the burden that they carry he talks about when Gene died the first time you know as mm-hmm. Phoenix and all that sort of stuff and a lot of responsibility and burdens and being X-Men and what this means and um, you know and basically Xavier gives him you know the advice of just you know now here now we are here and that's it and Cyclops takes that and then says okay I'm ready to talk to them to the team and we don't know what happens so, so we it, you really yeah. don't know anything about what's we happening. have no idea what's happening no idea what the threat is we have no idea what the situation is it's just Cyclops mulling over what they should do so, interesting and yeah. that's a four issue miniseries four issue miniseries yeah okay. so we'll see what happens the art's wonderful the art was great and I'm definitely piqued about Schism I definitely want to see where, where it goes uh, there's a mini mini going on in BPRD because BPRD is all composed of minis and this is a sort of side mini BPRD Dead Remembered number two of a three issue miniseries is co-written by Scott Alley who's sort of the editor of all of them yep. with art by Carl Moline who you said did Frey did the, uh, yeah, the, did the, the Buffy Frey books, Frey book. books yeah. It's basically a flashback story of uh, Broom uh, and, and Liz oh, Broom's great going back to it's like in the 70s and they go back they're investigating a haunted house in Massachusetts and some townie kid comes along and takes Liz for a walk and and you can just hear in Massachusetts. That, yep, trouble. You, you can just hear that that, <laughs> that Mark Wahlberg uh, talk going on in the background. And do it, do it. 
<laughs> Come on, you know you want to. Do it, do I it. Didn't think of that. Do it. I can show you the ghosts, okay? They're over in the woods. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. I'll bring ghosts to you, all right? <laughs> it's the all right at the end. It's okay, like, yeah. I just want a little. Can you love me? <laughs> No, I'm loving like you. It's a, little... <laughs> no, yeah, it's a little. It goes to David oh, from the Real World Seattle real quickly. Uh, it's Kira, and I'm loving you. It's, it's a really good explanation of that Liz Sherman character. While she's been around a really long time, they haven't done that much with her. It feels it's so spread out, uh, and it's fun to spend time with them. Basically, it's this town that's sort of near Salem, and there's a witch and a ghost and a thing, and, and there's all these questions about how religion works in that world with this. And it's nice looking. It's very doesn't look like a BBRD book. It doesn't look like a Mignola style, a Guy Davis. It's got a whole different kind of thing. Yeah, going it's, on. A, it's a very different style than the normal BBRD style. Yeah, and, but it works also because it's it's like a different kind of story. Mm-hmm. And like like I said, anytime you get to spend some more time with Broom and how that how he works, is you've seen a lot of time with him uh, mentoring a really young Hellboy. But there's also this time that he spent mentoring a really young Liz Sherman after he, you know, took her from her where she had torched her entire family, which right. is always really fascinating. So it's actually it's a good little mini, you know. And you'll always get his fingers in it. We'll be talking more about BBRD later, but it's the ongoing saga, ongoing thing. Cool. So real quickly, just want to tell, remind everybody that this month is the May giveaway month at ifanboy.com. Uh, our members are going to be, two lucky members actually on this show are going to win the first giveaway, which is the grab bag prize pack of a bunch of books and which trades. Which trades, but exactly. 10 each, I think. Exactly, but all month we're going to be giving away stuff on every show throughout the, throughout the month of May. Next week we're giving away the Image Comics prize pack, which is a, a, a bunch of Spawn trades as well as a Savage Dragon, just, yeah, I think there's Invincible, there. yeah, some good, you know, some classic image stuff. Um, and then after that, we're going to be giving away the DVDs of Earth's, uh, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, mm-hmm. um, which is very cool. And then at the end of the month, we're going to be giving, um, giving away, thanks to our good friends over at Fandango, we're going to be giving, uh, giving away four, four members are going to win $25 Thor limited edition gift cards that you can use to buy tickets to any movie that Fandango sells. Not just Thor. Not just Thor. And want to remind you, Thor, you know, Thor just came out this past weekend. It was awesome. You should go back on the feed and listen to our special edition podcast where we talk about it. But if you haven't seen Thor yet or you need to see Thor again, go to Fandango.com and buy your tickets there. And um, also you can buy these great Thor limited edition uh, gift cards where they've got photos of the cast and there's one gift card with Mjolnir on it. Nice. Majolner, Majolner, Mjolnir. 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 Um, and you can buy them for, you know, the great gifts. Mother's, Mother's Day just passed. Mother's so love Mjolnir. Mother's love Mjolnir. Uh, birthdays, anything like that. Wow. Uh, so go to Fandango and pick up those gift cards. And Remember the gods guy. And you can be eligible for the rest of the May giveaways by becoming a member. If you're not already, go to ifanboy.com slash store. You can become a monthly member at 4 bucks a month or 10 bucks a month, or a yearly member at $42 a year or $100 a year, and there's a whole bunch of great stuff you get for those various prices. And um, we thank all the members, and the only way you can win these giveaways is by becoming a member. So. You've got to be in it to win it. Okay? I'll just, I'll just be, sign up, all right? Come be a member and help support the site directly, all right? <laughs> Why don't you do that? A so. fight! <laughs> So um, anyway, moving on. So Uncanny X-Force number nine is the moment where we hit a little bit of a bump on, on the good ship Uncanny X-Force, unfortunately. <laughs> oh. um, not only both in the art. Uh, majorly the art, but also a little bit in the story. This is a breather in between story arcs. Mm-hmm. The art was by uh, Billy Tan, who last issue went beyond my expectations. I thought he was... That's a a nice way to put it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he rose above what I would expect. This issue, unfortunately... Wasn't what I would expect from Billy Tan because it still had the right color palette, still had the look and feel, but some stuff was just awful. 
Mm-hmm. Like oh. particularly Magneto with the with the helmet off was just really bad. Glug glug glug. I really now that said, I really like the storytelling of it. I, I like, the, like that. I like the repetitive uh, four uh, horizontal widescreen four panels to a page kind of layout. Essentially, what happens is that Magneto gets the location of a Nazi officer who must have killed his family or did something to him. We don't know what Magneto's relationship is to this Nazi guy, and he goes to Wolverine and X Force. And goes to Wolverine and says, I need you to take care of this. And did you do that? And Wolverine did it. Oh. Went to his house and sliced him up. Yep. Old man on the old man in chair. Yeah, and the thing is is that again, remember how we were talking about how good of a writer Remender's becoming? Mm-hmm. He he did it again with this because you get Wolverine shows up and the Nazi's just like, Well, I I knew this would come sooner or later and tells us Wolverine was gonna come? Well no, he knew he was gonna someone was gonna find him. Because the Wolverine's in the war. And he just and he goes on to say, you know, that he came here after the war, he met a woman, they they he never lifted a weapon, he met you know, they 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 built a family together. She's gone now, I'm all alone. So I I knew this would come. And he goes, you can't outrun your past. And as Wolverine's got a samurai sword and is about to kill him, he goes, I hope you'll try to remember that when your victims come for you. Which was... A Aldo Reigns moment. Yeah, like, yeah. And, but it was just very, very powerful, but completely underscored by the lackluster art. Oof, not good at all. Yeah, I mean, the, the helmet, Magneto's helmet was embarrassing. Oh. Yeah. And the whole thing is that, like, X-Force is supposed to be a big secret, yet there's Magneto sitting in their base, and so now Magneto knows about X-Force. But it was cool to see Deathlock just floating there, because Magneto... Yeah. <laughs> and it was also great that somebody called him... It just, it was, again, it was the, the talking to Magneto and his, like, remember who you speak you're speaking to and all that sort of you know so it was cool and there was a little bit of Angel dealing with what happened in the last issue so there was a little touch but definitely a bridge issue but it was uh, wasn't their best showing no yeah. it, it, it's, still, it's still a good series I still really like the story oh yeah yeah the story sounds fantastic the story was great yeah the art was just not as good yeah. no it didn't so. help Annihilators Annihilators uh, it's I, I, I when I rated this I went three because it was a half and half like the first half I, I just don't care that seems to be the, the tale every time you talk about it well that's so funny so this is Annihilators number three mm-hmm. and it's funny because uh, the first half of the story is the Annihilators team and I actually really enjoyed the story and I'm actually really enjoying the team and them coming together and what they're doing with it I just can't stand Tango and Huat on the art I mean he, I that was probably close the way you yeah, said it he made he made Silver Surfer look. Like I, I've never seen him before. Like he looks like, yeah. like with that chin, You're, the pointy you know he chin. Like? He looks like the metal man. Yes, that's metal exactly man. Yes, it. exactly. The dude in Mercury. metal man. Yes, Mercury. Yep, yep. He um, had a moment there. And then the rocket raccoon, the rocket raccoon story, I is not living up to what I would want it to be at all. It's going, it's going deep into rocket raccoon's past, which is new. I, 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 I love looking at this though. Yeah, the I, art is I, great. The yeah. Beautiful uh, Timothy Green the second, not to be confused with the first. Who, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the, the art is really wonderful to look at, and they kept going backwards. I lost a little bit of interest, I think. A lot, very it's wordy. A lot of explanation. Very wordy. Um, and it's going like back they, to the Rock Raccoon's history. I mean, this is this is going back to this character's history. I like where they got to. So it's not new. Like, I like where yeah. they got to. I like the yeah. story. It just was, it was a little tedious explaining it, yeah. I, I suppose. But it, again, it was really beautiful to look at, and it was... It's still clever. Like I don't know about the the, the the sort of methodology they use to explain everything, but like the sort of thing, like why there are killer clowns and what. Here's the, here's the problem: is that Rocket Raccoon and Groot both worked in Guardians of the Galaxy as players, as, as players like in Martian their cast. Hunter. Yeah, exactly. Well, right up until now, though, this has been fun. No, I didn't like the last. Oh, issue I, I did too. Yeah. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, and and they're really having fun with I am Groot. 
Do you want to, You don't want too much backstory on these characters. Exactly. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah no, you kind of don't. But yeah. you know, it's, no one's reading this. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet Tooth number uh, twenty-one. Again, Lemire playing with the storytelling method in the story. Yeah, sort of. Really, really enjoyed it. Basically, you have two things going on uh, at the same time. You've got Sweet Tooth and Jeopard fighting the bear in the upper two thirds of the page, silent. No, no dialogue. And then the bottom two-thirds, you've got the, the women talking to the dude who they found Sanctuary from and get, getting his story. That's getting creepy. That's getting super creepy. That's and, getting super creepy. But what was great is that it's being juxtaposed by the silent story happening above them, which is basically... You know, and what I loved was that they had he drew the bear with thought balloons because the bear sees Sweet Tooth, yeah. and you see the bear think deer question mark, and then person question mark, and then you see the the because Jeopard stabbed the bear in his eye, so he's only got one eye, so you get you see what he's seeing, and it's all jumbled and mixed up, and the bear is just confused, so he takes Sweet Tooth back to his cave and like to have his way with him. Uh, I've I've read books like this before where where yeah. there's two comics? things going on, yeah, comics where where there's a there's a story going on the bottom. Yeah. It worked well in this because there was no dialogue in the first. I've read Correct. it where there was dialogue in Word Balloons, yep. and it didn't work. Yeah. Because it's just too hard to follow because you kind of want to go, well, should I just read the whole top part through and then go back and start again? Or do I right. Try well, no, I was re- I was reading each page as it went, and yeah. I was able to I was able to balance the two, no problem. And important the importance of this was now Sweet Tooth and Jeopard are are bonded again. They you know, had like, a hug. Yeah. They had a hug. Nice they're, and now they're you know they're trust one another again. And the lady has a, a, a bloody a nose. nose. <laughs> I mean she's got it. She's got the she's got the sickness. How are we doing on time, Ron? We are doing great. We're uh, about halfway through or so. Yeah. I mean, we can do one or two more books. This we, is yeah. a light week, yeah. so we, didn't, we, we programmed the show. We didn't really have a lot of books to talk Not about. Not a lot to talk about. Well, Let's Proof. Talk about Let's proof. talk about Proof in Danger number five. Looks like the last issue of Proof we're going to see for a while. For now. For now. And um, uh, I started reading this, and as I started reading the first couple of pages, I was like, wow. It's so sad, this book that we were so excited about. It's so sad to see it going out with a whimper, and it just really doesn't matter, and all this sort of stuff. And then I got to the flashback scene from 1814 when Proof is living on Monticello and he has a heart-to-heart with Thomas Jefferson and I went this is why this book is awesome yeah. and and it went up from there and when I finished the issue I'm like I don't want this to end I, I uh, really enjoyed this mini yeah. I think that this mini was was really strong I like that last sort of flashback one I would love to see more Proof throughout history yeah. well that's what the, so so the Thomas Jefferson scene ends with it it's saying to be continued Proof Poplar Forest mm-hmm. so and then the the main story ends with to be continued proof in the squid in the mountain. So it sounds like they've got plans. However, if you read the little bit at the end, yeah. you know, you may or may not see that. And if you do, it probably won't be for a little while. And we definitely get a nice epilogue that goes forward five years where we see where everyone's nets out. They live in Donegal, which is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been in my life, by the way. Oh, it's very nice. It's a, it's a place I would retire to if I was, well, anyone, but a Sasquatch also. <laughs> it's a great book, but it's sad that like, you know, some people checked it out, and that was the people who were going to check it out. Yeah. And that was, that was it. And, and he's like, oh, this, the guys are putting everything into it. You know, you, you can tell that, that, that Gresham really likes doing this book. And I'll be honest, I, the epilogue pages, I loved how very the style. style. The style it went much simpler. Open, yeah, 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 it was really nice. And, like, I hope they come back to this because, I, you know, it, it, I started with saying, oh, it's so sad to see how it's going. Mm-hmm. And ended it with, oh, I hope, it, I hope they go back to it. I, so. I hope they get a chance. How many it's, years have we been, re- have been reading this? It's a way. Three? It's been a while. I feel like it's been more than four. Done. I remember because Tom talked about yeah. it around comics. So yeah. Yeah. long, that long enough. A while but, ago. Yeah. So that I'm out. I've talked about every book I bought. Wow. <laughs> Is that a record? We'll do one more. Yeah. Jonah Hex number 67. I really this. thought this would be the pick because it's a Jody Bernay issue. Mm-hmm. And I always pick the Jody Bernay issues. But you know, it was it was solid again. It was it, it was, was an, it, I, you know it was another. I gave this actually this was my pick of the week All, again almost kind of by default because yeah. but it was like the best thing that I read. 
it was not, what I liked about it was that it was a slightly different take on things because you were watching Jonah Hex not from his perspective but other people's perspective. Yeah, him, and yeah. so there's these two guys, and the one guy's like, he's gonna kill us. And the other guy's, you know, well, the whole story of this is, is that people think he murdered women and children, so there's a posse chasing him. We find out there's another guy impersonating him with a scar on his face, and he's one that's murdering women and children. Uh, and it's a guy that Jonah had killed his father, so he went scarified himself and then went dressed up like Jonah Hex and killed a bunch of people and set up this elaborate plot, which is which is silly, you know. And there's the yellow plague and the yellow fever. It was it was okay. It, it was, was solid. It was four stars, but it was just kind of like you know, it was. Uh, I'm continually impressed at it, you know, just like what else can we do with him? Yeah, I'm, I'm impressed that we're sixty. Not seven issues in. That's amazing. And they haven't run out of one, you know, one and done stories to tell, which is nice. Yeah, that's something special right there. Yeah, something special indeed. So that was the books of the week. Yep. Um, not very many of them, but there, there you go. That's what we thought. We'd like to hear what you think. So you go to ifanboy.com/comics. This can't be right. Make your pull list and rate and review your books. And occasionally we will read user reviews on the show. But first, let's talk about the top five community picks of the week. I'm, I'm in shock. This, I, I just updated this. Uh, to live, live. Live on the show. There's a, you can this, see my, this, this just in. My the script new. has notes on it. This just in. <laughs> this is in from the newsroom. Coming in from the user reviews of the week, we have number five, Jonah Hex, number 67. Which, by the way, shows you it's a, it's a light week when that ends up with 6.8%. Sweet Tooth number twenty one at eleven point one percent. Moon Knight number you can't do it fast. He you just can't. No, no, fast. No, no, yeah. Moon Knight number one at fifteen point five percent. Avengers Academy number thirteen, which none of us read, at sixteen point nine percent. And Uncanny X Force number nine, Billy Tan excluded. Wow, twenty seven percent. So a lot wow. of you liked X Force, and the story was good. Just the art was bad. Yeah, the so, art was not good. Yeah. Oh well. I love how the community surprises me. So keep you know keep surprising me. And we're going to talk about some of the user reviews because uh, it's not just us who can do this kind of thing. Uh, Wally the Green Monster says of Deadpool Annual Number One gives a story of four out of five and the art of four out of five. And pick of the week percentage is just less than one percent. The whole review here is this has got to be the worst alternate universe ever. <laughs> that's a quote from the book. I see. Yep, it is, and that's why it's so fun. This is a total mashup of the Marvel Universe that is purely absurd. Characters, costumes. All mixed up in a blender in a sort of bizarro trademark DC comic world of the where the only real constant is that Deadpool is still a wise cracking idiot that someone winds that somehow winds up victorious. Layman does an interesting job with a character that is so fashionable to hate. He pokes fun at comic conventions such as editorial notes, continuity no con- conventions in the in the sense of sorry. Not the people. Not the people, together, the conventions the, of comics. Yes. Yeah. In editorial notes, continuity, henchman names, and creates this funny story that reminds us all that it's okay to take our comics a little less seriously. You're John Lehman wrote this with Chew. Not wrong. So far, this has been a fun series that I feel is flying under a lot of people's radar. Check it out. It's kind of goofy. Lehman and um, uh, John, John Doe drew it. Wando, Wando. Oh, really? Not John Doe from Alan John Doe. Alan, Alan Smithy edited it? No, no, no. no, no. Dead Man. So Wando and John Lehman doing an identified <laughs> corpse doing Marvel Comics. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I was thinking about, I still have no interest in Deadpool, but I enjoy him in X-Force. Yeah. Like, that's just enough Deadpool for me. Yeah. Any more than that, I'd probably know it. Again, that's the thing, but we're not Deadpool people, apparently. I mean, no joke, I was at, um, earlier this week, I went to, uh, after one of the Thor screenings in the city, the Acura had an event for, like, some business, and some, I got it, got in some weird way. And that Riley, uh, Riley Brown was there doing sketches. They had him there doing live sketches for people. And me and my friend were standing there watching him draw. They had a camera on him. And the waiter, one of the cocktail like the cocktail party waiter, comes over. He's like, you guys in the comics? And we're like, we're like, actually we are. I was with, a, I was with someone who works for Marvel. 
And the guy goes, guy goes, oh man, I love Deadpool. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like I'm, if I if I wouldn't get in trouble, I would go ask him to get us a sketch, get a sketch of Deadpool. And I'm like, really, you love Deadpool? He's like, oh yeah, he's my boy. And like, there's a whole generation yeah. that loves him. And he walked over to the, may I help you with a drink? Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, and he's like, Yo, he awesome. <laughs> Croquette. <laughs> All right, sorry. So J.D. Raffnos reviewed Avengers Academy 13 and gave a story of 4 out of 5 of the yard, a 3 out of 5. The pick of the percentage was to 16.9%, which is a lot. That's a lot. Second yeah. highest. People love Avengers Academy. They Apparently, we, and we said it was one of the best books of 2010. Uh, in our article, we did that. Yeah, I know. We didn't write, but our yeah. staff did. So yeah, one of our staff members said that. Yeah. Uh, Matt did. So, so uh, J.D. Paul loves it, too. Paul loves it, too, yeah. J.D. Ravno says... There's that one character in the yellow that looks like Speed Racer, always reminds me of. Like, it's like, I literally haven't paid enough attention to right, anyway, know what yeah. you're talking about. He says, there's just something so charming with taking the main characters of this book, as well as the young allies and many initiative graduates, and giving them a prom. While it's a bit sappy of a setup, it works remarkably, letting a lot of character growth and drama boil to the surface. Maybe not everything is re- resolved in a neat little bow by the end of the issue, but it does feel like they have one good night, and that's kind of important when you've got a group of kids who might either be the next group of superheroes or the next team of villains. And it sounds like it was a decompression, like the, you know, the you know the baseball episodes, softball issue. Play softball, like yeah, one of these. You have a picnic, a picnic. It sounds like it was one of those breather breather issues where they got they had a prom. That's my favorite moment of the WonderCon videos is when you talk to Jason Aaron about the end of Scalp, and he goes, "Oh, they're gonna have a picnic, and they're gonna play, and they're gonna play softball." And he he made the bat motion with his hand. I hope I hope that happens. Actually, yeah, actually yeah. spoilers. Yeah. Oh, um, so I, I always like those issues of comics. So it's yeah. cool that they still do that in places. That's oh, great. Give them, yeah. they, they give them the breather. Or in a breather issue, we kill a Nazi. <laughs> Different kind of breathers. Yeah. One's Rick Remender. Potato, potato. Everybody's yeah. gonna breathe. Yeah, exactly. So those cool. are the user reviews. If you want to leave a user review, go to fanway.com/slash/comics. Rate and review your books. We pull the best ones out. We talk about it on the show. So make them good. We're gonna talk about the book of the month. Book like owed a month. This is uh, on time this month. Shut ah, up. Listen to you. Listen to you. You went to one con. <laughs> one true. Con. One con. I was shocked myself. I, I, it was actually, this was a, a, I changed the book of the month. I was reading it halfway through. I was like, this is going to be it. And I was like, Whoa. it got bad. And I was like, oh. no, I'm not, I'm not going to. Oh, oh, let's not, not talk about it. Tell us off air. So then I switched Whisper off. Whisper in our ears. I switched off and I started reading this huge, I was like, I'm just not going to be able to finish this in time. And I read it in like a couple of days. I couldn't put it down. This is the BBRD Plague of Frogs number one hardcover. This basically collects all of the BBRD, which was a bunch of minis and sort of one shots and little bits of things into one um, consecutive sort of volume, and they're going to do more of these. But this starts it off, and you get to know what what this is like after Hellboy leaves. Basically, Hellboy worked at the BPRD, the Bureau, Bureau, Bureau of Paranormal Research and Defense, and then at one point, Hellboy was like, I quit, I gotta go. And they were like, okay. So this is the continuing adventures of, of these characters without Hellboy, and if you read the afterward, uh, it was a little bit of an experiment. Mignola wasn't sure if it would fly, if people would get into it, and clearly it did. Uh, it's, I will, I, it's a beautiful hard I was going to say, Dark Horse really stepped up their game with this collection. This it's, is fantastic. It's not, um, like it's not the library edition, which is sort of a more the, the, large... The clothy kind yeah, of Yeah, it's a yeah. little more fancy, yeah. but but I have no complaints about this. No, no, it's, look, it's, it's, it's a big, thick issue. I read all these recently, actually. 406 pages, and, and what you see in here, the, there's a cavalcade of talent, of people oh, the, you know. Uh, there's a story in here by Jeff Johnson, yeah. Scott Collins. Yep. Uh, there is... Uh, uh, Joe Harris does a story. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a bunch of little one-shots that the people I think did. Cameron Stewart's got some art in here. There's a really Jeez. beautiful story by... Ryan Sook uh, did some art. Yeah, there's a Ryan... Actually, the first BBRD mini is Ryan Sook. Uh, Cameron Mike, Stewart? Yep, Michael Avon Oming did Ryan a really Sook? nice story. Yep. 
Uh, it's actually it's a different. Um, hey, Clem Robbins. It's a different story uh, style for Ryan Suck as well. Yeah. Uh, it won't, it, it's really good, but it doesn't look like what we just saw in action comics. Right. Let, it's Scott Collins and his old style, which we like. Oh, yeah. oh, and it, it's actually the Scott Collins one is a really nice. It's a Lobster Johnson story. Yeah, this is Mikey Elming. Oh, uh, wow, the Scott Collins cool. one is a really nice story. Like it starts off and it's Liz Sherman and Roger the Homunculus, and I love Roger the Homunculus. He's dead now. Yeah, yeah the old, the old Flash style. And they just uh, they uh. they have. You really get to know these characters. It really is one of the things that's nice about it is that it's an ensemble cast. And they flash back just like in the regular Hellboy books. But you spend a lot of time getting to know Abe Sapien and, and, and you actually learn his origin near the end of this, or part of it. You spend a lot of time with Roger. You're introduced to Johan, the, 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 the man who's ma- man what's made of gas. Uh, actually, ectoplasmic entity. He's I believe it's Wohan. Wohan? I don't believe so. You sure? Yeah. Johan, it's the soft J. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa, fat. I love this. I, I just recently read the first five mm-hmm. trades in a row and couldn't stop. And if I, if I had had more, I would have continued to read. I only had the first five. Yeah. It's wonderful. You really... And Guy get, Davis is amazing. And Guy Davis makes his debut on this, and then he goes on to... He's, he's the long-term BBRD artist. And there's, there's like... In this last bit with... There's a really long, empty sequence with no... Not empty, but no dialogue. Of, Silent. Of, uh, Abe Sapien sort of going back through his own past visually. It is so good looking. You know, of course, Dave Stewart is sort of the glue. Mm-hmm. I, I described this in the review that I wrote that Mike Mignola is the guy who's controlling the idea side of everything. And then on the other side, that, that Dave Stewart is like keeping everything cohesive. You know, it's, it's sort of one look. Yeah. It, 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 they work together in this, this team that, that they're both necessary. Uh, to keep that going, Ooh, there's, there's a lot of nice, pages. yeah, sketch pages in the back. But, yeah, the backup material is great. I mean, uh, this is, yeah, it, it this really, is really, this is a nice. I've collection. never read these, and I, I started reading BPRD, just picked it up from the middle, and I'm going. Well, you never, you read these stories before? No, so this was all new stuff to me, and I, I couldn't put it down. It was a ton of fun. You know, this is like Brian Augustine story. I'm like, oh yeah, what about him? Oh yeah, he did a lot of Flash. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's writing one of those retroactives. He's yeah, writing the, the 90s. Yeah, 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 he was the Flash writer with Wade. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just little tastes of everybody, but it's all very. The, the characters are consistent yes. you know, through it out, no matter who's writing it. The, mm-hmm. what, you know, Mike Mignola, sort of, I think of him as the executive producer, keeping everything on, on It's like set. a showrunner. Yeah. It's it, also, it's, it's, and if you've seen the films, these are good characters. They're great characters. These are really good characters. You they're really fun. get into Abe Sabian and what he's like and how he interacts and, and the relationship that he has with Liz. And, and when Hellboy steps away, they've all got to step off, both his, step up both his characters, but also... You know, in these stories, in their worlds, their roles become bigger and more important. And I, I love the, the makeup of the BPRD that there's these guys who they send in because they're, they've got the special abilities, whether they do flame or they're fishmen or they're, you know, ectoplasmic, uh, psychic people. Um, you know, but then there's also sort of all these other sort of like soldier kind of guys who, who don't really know them. And they're, they're always kind of weirded out by the, you know, the, the BPRD red shirts, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I love that. It's, it's a great series. Yeah, it really is a great administration series. Administration of everything. I actually kind of enjoy a little bit more than I enjoy Hellboy. I know I said the same thing, and I think that if you if you've been thinking about reading this stuff, this is about as good a way to start as possible. I think cover price on this is thirty five bucks. It's four hundred plus pages. Uh, it's going to give you a real good toehold into into this universe. It's the it's the kind of thing where I don't know anybody who doesn't extol the virtues of this series. Like, everyone who I trust in terms of what they read and mm-hmm. their opinions and stuff, they all say the same thing about it. It's, you know, it's, and it's a great like, book. It's like one of those things where it's so consistent in terms of the feedback. Like, mm-hmm. it's never any... You know, sometimes you're like, yeah, there's someone who really likes it. You're like, oh, it's not for me. I tried mm-hmm. it, whatever. I've never heard anyone say a bad thing about yeah. the Here's the thing. It's not, yeah. it's not a knock-you-out, blow-your-socks-off, every-issue kind of thing. Right. It isn't. It's really an enjoyable... 
consistent. I don't, don't want to say slow burn because slow isn't correct. It's right. just good yeah. all the way through. It's but it's like it, a TV series, actually. Yeah, but and it's ongoing, so you are continually building onto the mythology, and you're continually, you know, putting more into it. Uh, I mean, I really love Roger. Roger the mm-hmm. monkey. I've forgotten about him because I didn't see him in a while. But we get to spend a lot of time with him, and he's kind of simple but kind of nice, but he's also very strong and. Um, just a completely enjoyable read from front to back. I can't, I can't wait for the next one when it comes out, I think, later this summer, maybe the fall. Now, when it gets to collecting the things you've been buying in issues, will you keep buying the hardcovers? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. These are the kind of issues. I don't tend to double dip on a lot of things, right. but these are the kind of things, you know, you look at um, Starman or something yeah. like that. Look at that. I mean, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Is this is Bell Gothic very much, the font. Yeah. Maybe I'll start reading this in hardcovers. Yeah, maybe. I only, I, the ones I have cover this one. I can just yeah. get this and then... Yeah. yeah, go for it. Maybe a member will win my old EPPRD trades. Maybe there'll and, be a giveaway. By the way, Guy Davis is—he's great. He's one of the best storytellers we have in comics. Uh, He's also—he's a great monster. That was the book of the month review. You can go to fanboy.com and read Josh's full review. It'll be up there until the end of the month, and then there'll be a new book of the month. Yep. Next month. All right, so on to the email. Uh, we're going to be just doing emails. We're not going to do any voicemails because we're here in the doing chat it live in the chat room and all that kind of stuff. Maybe we'll take questions in the chat room. Maybe, Maybe not. When yeah. they're done talking about Thor, we'll take chat room questions. I'm seeing yeah. 3D. I'm seeing 2D. I'm seeing yeah. 3D. All right, anyway. So, um, okay. So uh, we're not taking questions now, though, chat room, because I'm reading the email first. Okay. First email comes from Ben, also known as Fun Crusher on iFanboy.com, and he's got two questions. And he says, one, I'm well aware of what the criteria is for the book to be named Pick of the Week, but I'm curious about something, and it would be cool for you to help expound on it. This week, Moon Knight was Pick of the Week, which is great, as was Connor's job writing about it. However, Connor picked up seven books. That seems like too few to actually deem a book a Pick of the Week. With books like Sweet Tooth, Green Wake, Axe Cop, etc., not even being read, they, go, they don't get the chance to wear the crown. I think that the Pick of the Week has a lot of power as far as giving a book credibility and bringing in new readers. Even though you talk more about talk more about than just one book on the podcast you can't talk about books you haven't read that being said I love the pick of the week and I would continue to look for them read them and listen to the podcast even if you bought less books I'm sure you, you get plenty of emails from members wishing you pick their book and whatnot so many so many apologies secondly please say something about Green Wake I don't care if you talked about how incredibly uninspired or mediocre it is well, first off, Green Wake is a book published by Image. I haven't read it yet. Yeah. Second issue just came out. Second, I'm planning on reading it. I've heard good things. I don't think it's mediocre or uninspired. I have heard pretty good things about it. So we'll get to Green Wake. Don't worry. <laughs> so now, as far as the, the, the hotly debated what deems the, the pick of the week. The, that's the beauty of the pick of the week is yeah. it takes your chances. Exactly. It's a roll of the <laughs> dice. Is you, it, it's, it's, last week I had almost 30 books. This week I had yep. seven. That's just the way it goes. Sometimes. And last week I had 24 books, yeah. and I ended up with New York 5, number four, which I I don't think anybody saw coming. And the pick of the week is the best of the stack you've got, no matter what it is. It's not. I mean, yeah. that's that's all. That's all, just the way it goes. All the, the way that this show works is, you know, it, it is biased. No, it totally. Is that we buy the stuff that we're interested in. We, we listen. I don't think there's a single one of us who who doesn't think. What else can I try? What else can I put in my stack that will that will be something new and something interesting to talk about? Because we all want something new and interesting to talk about. Right. But you do go after the things that you are interested in. Uh, you know, well, I go after different books than you do. Exactly. And the, and the challenge is, is that like we can't a we can't afford to we don't have the time to and honestly I don't want to read every book yeah, that comes I out I only want to read what I want to read that's, like, all, that's the whole point of my fanboy yeah, yeah literally my my comic book shop not the one I own the one I shop at <laughs> ironically I don't maybe when you say my comic shop yeah. you're the only one who's taken literally oh yeah I know the, the comic shop I shop at literally has uh, uh, two shelves two bookshelves Four feet wide, six feet tall, that is filled every week with books that came out of that week. I can't read everything on that rack. Mm-hmm. I read what I'm interested in. We were talking earlier when we were uh, doing, we were here working at iFanboy HQ, 
I had to do the little finger typing we were working. How, because of the DC books somewhat going in the toilet, I'm reading more Marvel and less DC. And so my picks are going to be a little more Marvel biased. It's random exactly. It's whose yep. pick it is. It's what books are out. Like, when I don't have to pick, and you, when you guys do it, there's a book I really like it, but you're yeah. not reading it, I'm like, oh. Oh, I get so angry. Pick. I get so angry. That, yeah, it always happens when Josh has That's the, pick, the fun of the pick of the week, though, is that you never know. <laughs> it's like it's like one of those so decoder tiny. rings. Everything sort of it has to lock in a place and just right tap. Exactly. that's the fun of the pick. You never know. But if you if Josh or Ron or I only buy five books, yep. it's going to be one of those five. If we buy 25... And the glorious thing about it is that that's because it's our website and we make the rules. <laughs> and like, if you don't like it, go do your own website and you can do your own pick. And that's great. Or go to ifanboy.com and write your own review. And make That's why you can make your own pick of the week. And, and we, I mean, you know. we try, to, we try yeah. to highlight stuff that we don't cover. You know, we talked about Avengers Academy or, or you know. Now, now, if I read a book that's really great when we go on that show and neither of you read it, I'm going to I'm gonna still talk about it. It's not, right. Exactly. Know. And the great thing also is the feedback we get from, you know, audience members like you and the other users and iFanboy. There have been books throughout the years that we discovered through you guys telling us to read them. Fell. Mm-hmm. Fear agent, um, checkmate, checkmate uh, pr- honestly proof, proof. You know, like a lot of stuff. You know, so it goes both ways. And now Green Wake is another book that I'm gonna check out because I've heard good things about it from the community. So but, I'm gonna go know, check there, it. There yeah. are some things that you know, like none of us are really big horror fans, so it's gonna take yeah. a little extra push to get us to go to something that's that's horror or you know, like fantasy. You know, like yeah. it's not a ton of that kind of. You know, it has to do with what we we, we read. But I think overall that's... we tend to cover quite a lot of ground. If you add that to the website. We're on top of everything as much as we can be, I think. Yeah. As much as any one human being can. Or three. Well, Ten. we still, you're alone reading the books. You can't read I them all yourself. I read them with people. Okay, in a group. And just yeah. keep, to make it clear, we buy our books and read them and write the review on Wednesday. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Just want to make that clear, too. Okay. All right, Nathan, who is Pete Parker, wrote, says, You recently talked about your different collecting techniques and how back issues are largely unimportant to you today. So my question is, what do you do with those comics you buy every week now? I've been buying comics every week for coming on 10 years, and storage has become a bit of an issue. To keep them, alphabetize them, bag and board them, to give them away, burn them. I've heard about fans tearing comics in half or throwing them away after reading them so that the value of that issue is just slightly higher. Though I suspect this does nothing for the weekly books of today, it might have made a difference 20 years ago. Yeah. Now, I know this is interesting because Josh has, recently, Josh has basically been wholesale cleaning out of his books, single-issue books. Your collection's a mess. Well, my, it's not a, no, it's well kept. You're going in there. Though, it's it's well kept. I mean, the, the, the thing is, okay, so we're all widely different. Yeah. I still bag and board every issue I buy and put them in long boxes. Those long boxes aren't actually alphabetized right now, but one day they will be. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm running, I'm probably about, I've got 20, 22 long boxes that are in alphabetical order, and then I've got probably another 20 that are not. Yeah. And they're mainly in chronological order because I just put them in the sure. box as I bought it, which is honestly when you're looking through them, it's kind of fun because you, like you remember the time, yeah. and I'm like, oh, look at this, like 52, and like all the yeah. books, and all of a sudden you get rushed to these memories, and it's great. But um, someday I'll take like I'll have a staycation, and I'll just re- I'll do a reorganization. So I need a bigger apartment. Josh, you're getting rid of a lot of your. So what do you keep? What do you, I, do, I, what do, you I, do with your the books you get every week? I haven't. I mean, they they've getting. I, at one point, like I had like two box, two long boxes, and I just went on Twitter. I was like, does anyone want these? And then someone was like, yes, and they came over and got them and took them away. That was the last time I got rid of something. Otherwise, I've just been throwing them in a box. Yeah. I have like a couple of small uh, drawer boxes next to my desk, and so I'm just sort of filling that up. And when they fill up, I think what I tend to do is I actually organize them at once like a year ago. And then I was like, I'm never going to write these. Yeah. I, just, I know I'm not. So like there was a few that I kept. Well, it was funny because years ago when we started doing the video show and scanned or, you know, 
published art on the web was mm-hmm. way, way less. We utilize those comics to scan them for the video show to get the graphics in. But honestly, now with digital comics and with stuff like that, I can get everything I need online. That for we, so like I, I'm not scanning books anymore, really, which is really interesting. You know, I just uh, I don't want them. I like I now know that I've been reading comics for over a decade. I don't go back into those right from. I go back to my bookshelves. I, I have those. Yeah. But there's really only a few stories that I mean, relative to everything else, a few stories that I need to keep. Yeah. And those issues just mean less and less to me. Like it's that thing where I walk into the, the shop and I, I have to wait for the guy to find his book, and he, and he and he doesn't pick up the first one. He has to reach further into the stack to pull that one out. Oh, I do that. And I angrily pull the top one. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like ah, get out uh, of the way. No, no, I was. I want a nice clean one. That's fine, but there's you no. know there's no value to it. Oh yeah, no. Well, there's va- there's value cumulative. There's cum- like like when I go to sell my if I were ever to sell my collection. Mm-hmm. I, I could conceivably get thousands of dollars for my entire right, but collection. But they're not going to go through it and be like... No, they're not going to go comic by comic. They're be like, yeah. well, we'll give you 5000 but we found a dinged Moon Knight too. No, yeah, there, that one, yeah, you know? right, yeah, exactly. But then again, you know, I have a true number one in really good, in really good condition. You and that's still CGC, so, that doesn't matter. No, no, not no, even, I mean, even non-CGC books are still, it's true number one still selling for like 75 bucks. It, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's uh, they can have, they can have it. Right, mine, yeah. mine goes in a mine go in a long box that will eventually go to a member. That's that's my <laughs> my new decision is that they're, they're going out the door. Everything yeah. must go. <laughs> yeah. Last email. Space is a premium. Stuart from Colchester, England. So I'm rereading Day Tripper and I see an ad for Vertigo Crime OGN Area 10 by Christos Gage and Chris Somni. I suddenly realized that I've heard lots read lots of ads and previews of the various Vertigo Crime OGNs, but don't recall hearing them discussed on the show. These seem to be Josh and Connor's type of books, so I guess my question is, have either of you guys read any, and if so, what are your thoughts on them? Um, We've read them all. I've read all of them. I haven't read all of them. I've read every one. Uh, yeah. Wow. But you haven't talked about them. Well, they, we don't talk about trades in the show. Yeah, that, that's, that's one That's really the most, that's the most important thing. I feel thing. like yeah. trades. Have come up. But they've never made a book of the month. They've well, never, been, they've always it, been in contingency. Because there's, there's been, what, like 10, we say? Yeah. I've read a handful of them. and, and Two or three have been really good. Right. Yeah, I read a handful of them, and like, they were all right. I, they just didn't really excite me. All that much. They, so. they're, they're, the quality has been all over the map, which is what you'd expect from the line of books yeah. that come out. They used to come out frequently. It felt like there'd be one every month, but now they're, yeah. they're done for because they didn't sell. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there, there was like two or three that were really very excellent, but not, pick, I, not I, book I, of the I, month. I mean, none of the, uh, from, from what I heard, I haven't read them. Crime, noir stuff really isn't up my alley, although I do like black and white comics, that sort of thing. I've heard nothing good pot like oh my god you got to read this I've about heard any much of buzz about it exactly. there's no buzz on I was very excited yeah. for the Area 10 one that came out and I, I like it looked good it's actually Sami did it a, a while a ago long time so even ago. Like, he, when he looks at it he's like well that was an now, older style why was his name smaller on the cover <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was okay but it was like it was a detective story about uh, trepanning which is yeah, drilling a weird. hole in your head, and I was like, "That's not a crime story." Too many of them. Too many of them had a supernatural yes, element to them. Yes, and I, yeah. I got there yeah. was one about that. I read a Hellblazer one. There was a Constantine one that was about like a, a reality show with demons. I actually liked that one. A lot. And it was okay. It was pretty good. I really liked there was the the Azarello one. I think it was made up in the first one that came out. I don't remember. I didn't the like title. that one. The, 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 the recent, recently they've been better actually the ones that come mm-hmm. out uh, there was the one about a, a family a murderer and a like, family who did it and there was the one about a, a mole in the US Marshal Service that was really good mm-hmm. there was a third one that was really good but the, I believe I've read that one too yeah. but I they, believe there have been a few reviews know, on the website though I, yeah, I think a few just, of the books have been they, they don't really fit the format of our show so we don't talk mm-hmm. about them yeah. and, and you know they're not, they're, not, they're not blowing you away good they're, they're like alright they're, they're not blowing our socks off so if you have any questions, you can shoot us an email at contact.ifanboy.com we always love hearing from you so please write in those emails it's always good to hear from you 
iFinbar.com is a part of Graphically, which has over 3,000, com- well over 3,000 comics available from Marvel, Top Cow, Boom, IDW. I could go on with publishers yep. for a long time. Uh, you can read those comics on the web, on your Android phone, on your iOS device, either an iPhone or an iPad, or, uh, or the, the app. The desktop app, yeah. All sorts of stuff, the Air app. Um, and there's all sorts of stuff that, that goes along with them. There's a lot of extra features. I just did a bunch of uh, commentaries for the first three issues of Artifacts that you can check out. Every Tuesday, we're going to be doing Top Cow Tuesdays. Top or Cow we, Tuesdays, yeah. we just, and they, were, the books were all on sale, so they're yeah. 99 cents each. And you can follow Graphically on Twitter.com slash uh, Graphical. Twitter.com slash graphically. I just want to say I fanboy afterwards. Or uh, you can go to Facebook.com slash graphically as well. If you keep your eye out in those places, you'll see some of the specials and the things that are coming out and you know, discussions, all sorts of stuff. And we've had a couple of contests and things like that. Keep your eye on that. Yes. And go to graphically.com, download the apps, check it out, and it helps us, it helps keep iFanboy around. Right. And so we appreciate your support. But no voicemails this week, and we got a couple of minutes, so we are doing this live. So if the chat room, someone has a question prepared right now. Make it a good one. Make it a good one that you can type it in while I'm talking and introducing this <laughs> segment, and then we can answer it. Uh, and we've got a question here from Luke, uh, Luke Bat, who says, Have you guys thought about trying to interview Jim Lee on the, or the Wildstorm guys about the DCU? Uh, the DC Universe Online, the companion comic, and how the PS, P, PSN being down is affecting them. No. No, not really. No, we're not really a video game thing, video game site. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I, none of us have played it. One of our writers played it and, and then stopped playing it, so... What yeah. is a PSN? The, P, the PlayStation Network, kidding. yeah. Oh. Yeah, that whole thing. I wouldn't want to touch that whole yeah. topic with no. the kind of a poll. That no. was awful. Because we don't have any authority on it, quite yeah. honestly. So, and, um, and Jim Lee's got stuff going on. Layson Band wants to know if the table we're sitting at is from Ikea and does it feel sturdy and is it mahogany? It's not mahogany, it's not from Ikea and it does feel sturdy. It is, it's good wood. Yeah. Uh, Dan Jurgens Thor, yay or nay? That's a big yay, especially yeah. with uh, the John Romita art on it for that bit. That was a question from Jackie Tam. Uh, Monster Artifact says, what book are you most excited for on Free Comic Book Day? That's a great question. Thor, Captain America, the final chapter of Thor the Mighty Avenger. I agree. That's, that was my That's really the only one I'm, looking, I'm really Three-way. hoping to get. Yep. Carpathian wants to know, any upcoming artists that you're really excited about? Up and comers? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yes. Uh, I think we just talked about Timothy Green II uh, on, on, on that rack. <laughs> On that rocket raccoon. <laughs> and Tom Caters makes us laugh with his question, what is your favorite flower? Um, chrysanthemum. And uh, uh, I'm always like tulips. What, what um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Gerber Daisy kind of guy. I like tulips. Um, Artists. Uh, Artist, um, uh, Christian Ward on Infinification. Uh, whatever he does next, yeah, I would love. I'm going to keep an eye on him. He's, he's really good. He says it's laughable. Nice. Jackie Tam asked again, death of the new gods, yeah, nay, nay. Tad wants to know what was our first convention experience. My first convention experience ever That's a little personal. was, um, was uh, Icon on Long Island at Stony Brook in 1990. And I met Bob Harris there, who's at the Marvel table. And I asked him, how do you pronounce Wills Portacio's name? <laughs> and then I asked him if Jim Lee was related to Stan Lee. I was 12. <laughs> Ithacon. Yeah. Ithacon, uh, which, wow. which Ron was supposed to go to a stupid, he got in a car accident, so we went without him. Nice. Um, and I got a sketch from Walt Simonson of Thor. Not bad. And, he, and after he drew it, he showed it to Wheezy. And yeah. he was like, hey, look at that. Nice. And I was like, all right. I don't remember the year. It was a, like one of the big Apple cons in a hotel down in a midtown. Oh, hotel I, con. All I remember is coming out of it, I was probably like 10 or so, coming out of it with a stack of... JLA, like Bronze Age JLA, and Roy Thomas Invaders. Like nice. A stack, like, a stack like, you know, like a foot tall. I read those for years. Yeah. All right, so that's all the time we have for questions on the live stream. So thanks, everybody, for doing that. And maybe we'll stick around after the show and answer questions. I don't know. But so you're going to want to tune into iFanboy.com to check out Don't Miss, the podcast where we talk to a creator about a book that's coming out. And Connor's got Don't Miss this week. 
Uh, possibly don't miss Chris Burnham on uh, Batman Incorporated number six. We're going to cross our fingers on that if one. If the fates align. If the schedules align more like yeah, it. Yeah. And as we said earlier, look back in the feed for our Thor special edition podcast. If you want to know what we thought of the Thor movie, we did a 30-minute show on it. You can check it right behind this show in the feeds that you subscribe to. It's there. Or go to iFanboy.com. You can stream it there. But it's a fun show. If Spoiler alert, we like the movie. We, we enjoyed the movie. Josh, yes. Even Josh enjoyed it. Even Josh did with reservations. <laughs> um, finally, as we teased earlier in the show, we're giving away a free uh, grab bag of comics, and we've got two winners, two iFanboy members who won, um, and those winners are Russell Johnson and Tim Moyle. So congratulations. We're going to be emailing you to get your address. Well, we have your address, but can to confirm your address, yep. and then we'll send you out those grab bags immediately. And if you want to, be a, uh, if you want to win the next week's giveaway, the Image Prack, Go to ifanboy.com slash store and sign up to become a member if you're not a member already. Oh, check out the post on ifanboy. It's on the top in red. You can see all the prizes, some great prizes in there. Yep. Check it out. And we might actually, if the things work out, add us to a bonus prize at the end of the month. Yeah, we might. We, yeah, we're working on it. So yeah. we'll spill over into June. So become a member. ifanboy.com slash store. Check out ifanboy.com for my pickly review, Josh's Book of the Month review, all of our great our, our writers and all the, we had great Thor coverage last week. A lot of great Thor articles going on. As well as uh, our video show that comes out every Wednesday, which is, last week was... The what was last week's show? Last week was Thor. Thor. Last week was Thor, and yeah. this week is emails. We're doing we're doing emails and voicemails on the video show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Assuming and I finish it. Check out and check out. We're blue. We got a lot of stuff going on. Where it comes from. We're all just we're just skating on a razor thin edge. Pretty right much. Here. Yeah. Since this is a, this is gonna be a rough summer, folks. Get used to this. You can email us at icontact.ifanboy.com. You can leave a voicemail at eight 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 fanboys, which is three two six two six nine seven. With any of your questions, comments, etc. If you want to get your voicemail on the show, make sure that you uh, tell us where you're from. Keep it keep it sort of simple and uh, have a good question. Yeah. That's how hells, you do that. Hell's yeah. And if you like us, if you like this podcast, go to iTunes, write a review of it, or better yet, tell your friends, tell people at your comic book store, go to a comic book convention and tell everybody, hey, I love that iFanboy. If you ever go to a con and you talk to a creator, tell them you heard about them from iFanboy. It helps spread the word. We really appreciate it. Write into the publishers. Tell them you love iFanboy. Unless it's Billy Tan. Specifically write into the PR departments and <laughs> yes. tell them how much you like the podcast. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so we really appreciate all that support. Like we mentioned, Thor came out this past weekend, the first movie of the comic book movie season. Go listen to our podcast where we talk about it. Go read review of it go talk about it on ifanboy.com get involved in the conversation and then start the countdown until x-men which and, is a um, month away uh, about a month away yeah so that's exciting cool so that wraps up the show and i think the person most happy about this is not josh but rather my niece because now she can make noise so <laughs> so until next time i'm ron i'm connor and i'm josh thank you for coming You can make noise now. Yes! Okay. Okay, I have some things I've been holding. Come here. You were very good. You were very quiet. You were a very good girl. Do you want to wave to the camera? Say hello to everybody? Bye! Linda's saying hello. It's okay. Hello! Okay. That's it now. You're done? I thought you had the whole thing planned.